You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 287, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra with you here. So I have something I really want to talk about this morning. I could be working on a Skillshare course, a Udemy course, video content creation. And this was a topic that just, I've been mulling this over for a few days. One, because I wanted to remind myself of of what this actually means. And then I was looking at She Runs the Show and I realized that I have touched on this topic quite a few times. The most recently in episode 272, that's called The Future's Uncertain. Are you betting on you? And I think, well, I know. I've talked about this pretty consistently. I I talk about this on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Cassandra Von TV, constantly, because so many people need to hear this message again and again and again. It is a powerful reminder, powerful, excuse me, reminder. But I don't think I've talked about the how, and this is where today's episode becomes so important that I needed to pull myself away from writing new books and creating new courses on Skillshare and Udemy, because this is something, I call this a distinction. So in life, we have overall concepts and ideas and things, beliefs, values. We have those themes of our lives. And then It's one thing to know that we have a value. It's one thing to know what our beliefs are. It's quite another thing to drill down to the little distinctions that help us live those things. And in today's episode, I really want to talk about the distinctions of what it means to bet on yourself, because I say this to people often. I coach on this topic with clients. I am always saying to myself and to everyone else, bet on you. I think Beyonce put it best with her little quote that said, I don't like to gamble, but if there's one thing I'm willing to bet on, it's myself. That's a Beyonce quote. She said it beautifully. But the problem that I think most people run into, and even the problem that I've found myself lately, especially as I'm prepping for this fitness competition, running into is, yes, I can say that to myself. I can say, Cassandra, bet on you. You got to bet on you. But then I also have to drill down to the distinctions of what does betting on me actually look like in real life, right? Like, how do I know on a day-to-day basis that I am betting on me? Because the thing that I think is so important, and I don't think I've said this in any conversation that I've had on the concept of betting on yourself, the thing I don't think I've said yet is this, at the end of the day, betting on you is the opposite of self-betrayal. So on on, on a line of two extremes, on one side, it's bet on you. On the other side, it is self-betrayal. And the tricky thing about both of those extremes is that self-betrayal and betting on you, they each stack and compound. And so every single day you are moving the pendulum is swinging in one direction or the other. You are either doing tiny little things, decisions, actions, inactions, every single day. You're either doing those little distinct distinct things every single day that you are consciously or unconsciously choosing. You are either moving in the direction of betting on you 
every single day, or you're moving in the direction of self-betrayal. But the bottom line is, whichever direction you're moving, they stack and compound. And so it is really important to understand what betting on you looks like in the tactical, practical, everyday sense, so that you know, moment by moment, which which side of the you know which side of the coin you're you're going to which which, which way is the pendulum you know swinging so <clears throat> let me talk about on this episode the tactical practical side of this idea of betting on yourself if you want more of the inspirational side of this go to episode 272 call the futures uncertain are you betting on you and listen to that because i'm sure i go off on that i haven't re-listened to it but i can probably guess that I had a lot to say about handling your business and betting on you. But this episode is not going to be as inspirational, but definitely tactical and practical. So let's let's just talk about what betting on you looks like in practical terms. So as you go through this day, today, tomorrow, next week, next year, you are paying close attention. You are being vigilant about observing yourself and about seeing if you are actually betting on you through your words your thoughts, and your actions. So what betting on you looks like in practical terms, let's talk about it. So first thing, uh, when I think about betting on myself, one of the first things that I can tell you, let me flip it a little bit. One of the the biggest signs of self-betrayal is you not listening to your intuition. Okay. So we said self-betrayal is on one side of the spectrum, uh, betting on you is on the other side. So if, if not trusting your intuition is a sign of self-betrayal, then if you're betting on you, you are trusting your intuition, your inner knowing, that little voice, that thing that says, don't do this, do this. You're trusting your intuition and you're making decisions based on what feels right to you, even if it goes against what other people are saying. So, okay. So let's talk about what this looks like on a daily basis. Let me, let me just. We betray ourselves in tiny, tiny ways. I, I call it death by a thousand cuts, right? And and so often in life, we get so accustomed to the self-betrayals that they become habits that we are nor- we have neurologically pro- programmed ourselves to do. So it's going to take a level of vigilance and a level of really, like before you, before you do certain things, I'm talking about like eating a meal, right? Before you eat a certain meal, Stopping for a minute and saying to yourself, is this meal in alignment with the body that I say I want? Is this meal in alignment with the health problems that I currently have that I'm trying to fix? Is this meal in alignment with uh, what I keep saying I want to do and how I want to feel health-wise and vitality-wise? It's that micro. When you're trying to undo years of a pattern of self-betrayal. You've got to stop yourself before you do the tiniest things. And I know a lot of people, they're like, you want me to stop before I check email and ask myself intuitively, should I be checking email? Well, let me, let's go to email. If you think that's insignificant, why are you using your best energy at five o'clock in the morning to check your email and clean out your inbox? If you're a morning person like me and you know that your creativity your focus, your productivity, your flow is best from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. and just tanks after 3 p.m. Why are you not checking email at 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. instead of using your best energy from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. 
up in your inbox trying to clean it out to zero. I'm just asking. That's a self-betrayal. And yet we don't call it a self-betrayal because we're like, but I got to check email. Do you really though? Like, can you scan email for three minutes, set a timer, and then deep dive on email in the afternoon? Is that possible? For most people, it actually is. But that's an example of self-betrayal and not like not sitting before you actually do something that you think is insignificant that truly isn't insignificant. Because if you look at the time suck that you are spending at your best productivity hours on email over five years, you've lost a lot of time. So it's not actually insignificant. So if you would just stop before you do those things and you go, okay, I could get up. I've been sitting at my desk for four hours. I could get up, go walk outside for five minutes. And if you actually gave yourself the room to just breathe and make a decision and then consciously make the decision, then at least, you know, if you're choosing to betray yourself and keep sitting at that desk, knowing your body needs to move and the body was built to move, at least, you know, that you are betraying yourself and you are consciously choosing it. So betting on yourself in practical terms looks like trusting your intuition and making daily moment-by-moment decisions based on what feels right to you, even if it's going against what other people are saying. Two, betting on you is investing in your health by making your workouts, eating, and sleep the priority. So I'm going to use myself as an example because I want to do this fitness competition. Those of you who are longtime listeners, you know I've wanted to do it for years. And in fact, I've wanted to do it for decades, okay? So... It is taking me some time to dial in to the mindset of what preparing for a fitness competition means. And I think a few years ago when I was, when I was much closer to competing, cause I really dialed in on my workouts and I was working out two to three hours a day, six days a week. My eating was, I was eating out of plastic containers. Let's be real chicken and broccoli mostly. I was dialed in and it was, it was working. Okay. So I think about being dialed in back then and what I realize, and here's, and here's where I'm going to talk to you about my struggle today in in terms of this. I got super dialed in on one piece of the fitness competition puzzle, but I wasn't dialed into the whole journey of the fitness competition. Let me go a little bit deeper. I understood that I needed to work out two times a day. I understood that I needed to meal prep for two hours once a week. I understood that I needed to eat out of those plastic containers and eat within a certain calorie range. And so I went all in on that, but I didn't go all in on the, the like the 10 or 15 other pieces that form the puzzle that is success in competing. So my sleep sucked. Uh, my water was iffy. I didn't do any meditation. Um, I, you know, I did my workouts, but I also didn't adjust my programming to accommodate where my body was moving. So I was dialed in on one thing when I needed to put 10 things together and really be dialed into the whole journey and not a piece of it. And the reason why I say that is because now that I understand that I'm actually working with a puzzle and not a puzzle piece is as I start this journey again to compete in, I don't know, close to two years. I think it's 729 days or something like that from this point. I realize that betting on me 
in terms of this fitness competition prep is really about the whole puzzle and not one piece of it, which means here's the struggle. Okay. Cause I'm going to talk about the struggle. Nobody talks about the struggle. Here, here's the problem. The problem is if I'm going to wake up at three 30 in the morning, which I will be doing, I usually wake up at about four or five, but starting next week, I now see that that's too late. I need to wake up at three 30. When I wake up at three 30 in the morning to start working out from four to about eight 30 or eight, I realize That it's not just the getting up at 3.30 and the starting the workout at 4 and then the finishing the workout by 8.30 that matters. It's the night before going to bed by 9 or by 8. It's making sure that my meal preps are actually meals that I'm going to eat and not just stuff I threw together because I only wanted to meal prep for an hour versus 3. It's about making sure that I'm meal prepping things I'm really truly going to eat. And it's about making sure that I understand that by working out four hours in the early a.m., I'm losing that productivity time on business and on writing and being good with that. See, the thing that people don't talk about is betting on yourself also means that you are going to say yes to one thing, which means you say no to a lot of other things. And you've got to make peace within yourself about saying no to all the other things in order to say yes to this. So betting on you also means if I'm going to invest in my health, because my health is number one, let's just be clear. Like there, there are times in my head where I have to have the conversation. Yes, Cassandra, you like to write books, but if you're not healthy enough to actually enjoy the fruits of your labor, writing the book is pointless. And I, and I have to have that fight with myself about, but I really want to write a book, but you really need to take care of your health. That's a constant for me. And what I'm saying is, is that it's about looking at your health as not one, like one little thing. Okay. So I work out three times a week. It's about looking at it from the whole puzzle perspective and you being wholly all in on the puzzle and not the puzzle piece because the puzzle piece See, here's what's tricky. Sometimes self-betrayal looks like self-care. I'm just going to let that land. Sometimes self-betrayal looks like self-care. So when I was working out six days a week, two to three hours a day, eating chicken and broccoli, that looked a lot like self-care, except I was sleeping three to four hours a night. That is self-betrayal. So keep in mind, that you need, you need to make sure if you're betting on you, you're not focused on just one puzzle piece. You're focused on the entire puzzle because in focusing only on one of the pieces of the puzzle, you could easily be betraying yourself in a, in a hundred other ways that you're not seeing clearly in the moment because you think you're checking something off the to-do list. Let that land. So betting on you is also, and I'm going to go to the professional here because lots of folks don't bet on themselves professionally. Let's just, okay. Betting on you also looks like developing yourself professionally in a way that takes you to the level of career or business that you want, including doing whatever has to be done to exit a toxic career, business, or profession. Can I just say something real quick? There are lots of folks who are doctors who actually don't want to be doctors. There are lots of folks who are lawyers who actually don't want to be lawyers. Mm. There are lots of people in, in, in notable professions, notable businesses, making millions of dollars a year who are completely unhappy with what they're doing, want to escape, but feel like they are stuck because of the money that they're making and they don't want to let go of it. Mm. That is not betting on you. Let me be clear. 
That is not betting on yourself. That's called self-betrayal. And yet what people are doing is they are saying, well, I want to, I have to follow through on this. I spent four years in medical school and four years in residency and I got to, I, 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 let me, let me be clear. I am not saying that if you find yourself in a profession, a career or path that you don't love, that you get up today and you quit your job or that you get up today and you start a new business or you get up today, you fire all your employees and you just go live on a mountain somewhere till you figure out what you want to do next. That is irresponsible. Okay. That, that is also a self-betrayal and is not betting on you because you're throwing your whole financial life into a shambles because you're not, you don't even trust yourself enough to be deliberate enough to take the time that you need to take to put the exit strategy in place. See what it, so like again, sometimes self-betrayals mask themselves as taking a leap of faith. When if you really played out the leap of faith, you would see how much of a self-betrayal it would be because of all of the collateral damage it would cause. So this is why I'm saying this, the how to bet on yourself is so important because if you just listen to the motivational quotes, you will make some stupid decisions that really lead to deep self-betrayal and then you will feel guilt and you will feel shame and then you will feel very, very stuck in your life. So all I'm saying is wherever you're at, you know how, the, you know that quote that says bloom where you're planted. I don't really like that quote. I could do a whole other episode on why I don't like the quote, but let me tell you what I do take from the quote, which is good. Bloom where you're planted. Wherever you are professionally, whatever you're doing professionally, can you just make it a point to decide how am I using wherever I'm at under whatever circumstances I'm in business, life, career, degrees, whatever. How can I leverage this to take, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, to take me to where I really want to be? So it's not about the, I hate where I am right now. I hate the career that I have. I never wanted to be my, uh, be a doctor. My parents wanted a doctor. I never wanted to be a, it, it, like that whole conversation is a total and complete waste of time. Because if you've already done med school, if you've already done law school, if you already got a PhD in something that is totally irrelevant for which you cannot find a job, like it's done. Okay. Done, done, done. Like mm, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about what we can't change. But what we are going to do is we're going to go, okay, how can I take where I am right now? and leverage it. How can I make sure every single day, if I'm in a business that I hate and I feel like it is so out of alignment with my values, but I'm still in this business because it pays my mortgage and it pays my bills and my employees need a job. If you're in that spot where you hate your business, how can you say every single day when you wake up, okay, I hate this business, but I need to figure out how the work I'm doing right now is actually going to get me to the business I love. Or I hate this job. I hate this career. I meant for something more. How am I going to take whatever I am doing right now and leverage it to take me to where I want to go? How am I going to do that? Because at the end of the day, you might perceive being in a profession, a career, a business or a job that you hate as a self-betrayal overall. And yes, it feels that way until you figure out how you're going to leverage where you don't want to be to get yourself to where you do want to be. It, it's Listen, it's a moment by moment you need to talk your talk yourself into that mind frame. That is a, it is a hard thing when you're in a business that is that goes against your values, but you got to keep working the business because it pays the bill. It's a hard thing to be in that spot. 
But again, what makes it so hard is not that you are not where you want to be. It's what you keep telling yourself about the experience of where you don't want to be. And yes, every single moment you have to reprogram your mind to go, no, this is how I'm leveraging what I hate right now to get me to what I love. That's how you bet on yourself. Next thing, betting on yourself in practical terms looks like, oof, you know, I thought this was going to be a short episode. This is going to be a long episode. Let's just get prepared. Let's just settle in here because I got a lot to say. Developing, so, so betting on yourself looks like distancing yourself from people who drain you and doing so unapologetically. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this. I do not know how many times I have to say this. There are some people who are emotional vampires in your life and you need to fire them immediately. No two weeks notice, fire them. Distance, whatever you, like, I don't care if they're family. You know, I've said this. If you, if you listen to, you know, I, you, if you listen to She Runs a Show, you know, I'm going to say, I don't care if they're family. What drains you keeps you from moving forward in your life. What drains you keeps you from doing what God put you to, here to do. What drains you keeps you from actually feeling like yourself. So this is survival of the fittest here. If it drains you, you need enough distance from it to take all your energy back. You decide what that distance looks like in individual situations, but you need to distance yourself from people who drain you and not feel bad about it. Because honestly, they probably drain themselves and they probably know they're drainers and unconsciously, they probably know they take a lot of energy from you and they want that energy. So if you're betting on you, you are not keeping those people very close to you and you're not interacting with them a lot. Distance yourself from the people who drain you and, and do so unapologetically. I've talked about this on many episodes, look them up. But literally, like you can feel bad for a person you can feel like you want to inspire and uplift a person. But if after every conversation with them, you lose more energy, then you walk away feeling so tired and drained from dealing with them. You need to deal with them less. Just saying. Betting on you in practical terms also looks like using your gifts and talents to benefit your biggest life dreams rather than squandering those gifts and talents by allowing them to be used to achieve other people. Listen, there's a quote that says, you will either spend your life building your dreams or helping or being paid to build somebody else's dreams. I don't have the exact quote, but it's something like that. That's the truth. You are either going to spend your life building your life dreams, or you're going to spend your life working for somebody to build theirs. Decide right now which one, which camp you're in. Seriously. And, 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 and make sure, like, I'll go back to the professional thing. Make sure that whatever you're doing today in this moment currently, yes, it may be fueling or feeding or achieving an organization's goals, somebody else's goals, a family, but it's got to fuel yours first. Got to. You've got to be sure that you're using your gifts and talents to benefit your biggest life. I'll give you a prime example. Let's say somebody wants to start um, a, a business. Let's say a coaching business. And they're a phenomenal coach. And what they're actually doing right now, rather than doing creating the infrastructure and, and everything they need to build their coaching business, what they're spending all their energy doing is coaching their friend who 
wants to start a totally different kind of business, but they're taking all their coaching energy. And rather than marketing and getting coaching clients and working with paid coaching clients, they're spending their 20 to 30 hours a week coaching this one friend who's trying to start a business for free. Uh Uh-uh, no bueno. That's called self-betrayal. So yes, you help your friend with the leftover energy, but your first energies, your first focus has to be on using your gifts and talents to benefit your biggest life dreams. And then once you've done a certain level of investment in that for today, then you can take some of that leftover coaching energy and coach a friend. But it's not your coaching a friend to, you know, to the ends of the earth. And meanwhile, you're doing nothing to build that coaching business. That's called self-betrayal. That's not betting on you. Betting on you is focusing on your biggest life dreams first. And then in the excess, whatever's left over, you give to other people. Next thing, betting on you in practical terms looks like saying no when you want to say no and yes when you want to say yes without feeling the need to explain yourself. That's the part that counts. Without feeling the need. Listen, no is a one word response. It is a one word response. I don't have to explain to you why I'm not going to make time to talk to you. I know that sounds mean, but it look, I'm not going to explain to you why I don't have time in the next month to have a conversation with you. If you want to have a conversation with me, I'm going to tell you what my time frame is. I'm going to tell you when I'm open. I'm also going to ask you if that time frame also works for you. I'm not just going to force you to work in my time frame. I'm going to give you my time frame. And then I'm going to ask you if that time frame works for you. If it doesn't, I'm going to adjust my time frame to the next time I'm available, ask you the question again. So I'm not being totally selfish and saying, well, here's the one time I'm available in two months, take it or leave it. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I'm going to tell you no. And then I'm going to say, but here's what works. Are you available at that time? And if you are, great, we'll, we'll make it work. If not, we have to find a time down the road where we're both readily available. So if you're betting on you, you are saying no when you want to say no and yes when you want to say yes without feeling the need to explain yourself. The moment, let me just give you a clue because I used to be an over-explainer and uh, when I would say things. The moment you run into over-explaining or debating or, or like justifying why you're saying yes or no, you've lost all your power because you've just signaled to the other person that they have the right to cross-examine you about why you're doing what you're doing. Uh Uh-uh. That ended in childhood. No is a complete answer. It is a one-word response. That's it. No. That's it. Yes. No. Yes. Practice it. Do not over-explain. You give away your power every single time you do that. Next thing. Betting on you also looks like, in practical terms, not making any major life decisions that in your core feel absolutely wrong to you. And I will tell you, I've screwed this one up many a time. So I'm speaking from life experience here. Let me, let me put this in. Young, a younger version of me would, would second guess my intuition on major life decisions that felt totally wrong. Because the younger version of me had this little conversation in her head that went like, Aren't you being judgmental though? I mean, couldn't this work out? Don't you want to give the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, I mean, you won't know until you try. You won't. 
and I'm saying the words from my 20 something year old perspective. And I'm going, how stupid is that? Like my 43 year old self is like, that is so stupid. Um, but, but here's the lesson, right? Cause at the end of the day, at this stage of the game, I, I, I now fully accept that when my inner wisdom, when, when I'm thinking about moving in a certain direction and, and my inner wisdom combined with my spirit guides, give me a clear signal in the pit of my stomach that this is a no, I let it be a no. I've just learned the hard way that when you try to to circumvent your intuition and you try to make something a yes, that all of your energy and soul say is a no, it backfires big time. So if you want to bet on you, if you love that Beyonce quote, you need to start really listen. Like if, if you want to make a big life decision and everything in you is like, no, listen to it. Otherwise you're doing self-betrayal and you may not see it that way at first. You may see that as keeping an open mind and trying something new and just going for something. But over time, all the collateral damage will happen and you'll see the poop show that results and you'll real- realize that what you really did in that moment of, of hearing your body say no and saying yes is you betrayed yourself. Boom, boom, boom. There it is. Next thing betting on you practically looks like is, and this is a big, I've, I don't know why I've had this particular issue most of my life, but I will tell you, this must be a, a, something I came to learn this lifetime around, but betting on you, I know this seems to some people, this is going to seem insignificant, but to the people who are kindred spirits to me, who knows, who understand how important this is, you're going to get what I'm saying. Betting on you practically looks like living where you want to live in the home or space you want to live in and being willing to work as hard and as long as it takes to achieve that. So let me talk about this. I've had many situations in my life where I have not loved the, 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 either the city, the town, or specifically the home that I lived in. And I've had situations where I have absolutely loved the home that I lived in. And Lots of people will poo-poo that away. Like lots of people will say, well, you know, you can be happy wherever, whatever city you're in, whatever. And to a certain extent, I get what they're saying. Like if you are an antisocial person in the middle of New York City, trust me when you move to Nashville, you will still be antisocial. Trust me when you move from Nashville to Orlando, you will still be antisocial. So like how you're showing up to wherever you live is going to be the same regardless of where you live. It has not, like how you're showing up is up to you And that will not change unless you choose to change it. No matter, you could live in Alaska. Doesn't matter. However, the energy of the place and space you live in matters a lot. And so the, some of the ways that we self betray is we choose to live in cities, towns, states that really are antithetical to our nature. Like even the idea of living in a really cold climate when you love living in warm climates living in um, a, a big city when you hate the noise of a big city and you like living in the country, uh, living in the country when you love the big city. And, and then it even goes more micro to the house you live in. So I've lived in homes that I've loved. And what's funny is the times that I lived in homes that I loved, it was typically in a state that I didn't want to be in. That's a whole other episode. So I'll talk about that another time. But I've lived in homes that I've loved. I've lived in states that I've loved. Uh, I can tell you that for most of my adult life, I had one or the other and not both. And currently, I love the state that I live in, partially because it's close 
close enough to the city that I can get to the city with a four hour drive when I want to. So I love living in Wyoming, but I don't love the house that I live in right now. And because I understand that betting on me is living where I want to live in the home or space that I want to live in, I'm also unwilling to move from this home until I'm building and moving into the home. I truly really like, I'm no longer willing to settle. Could I just jump out and buy something right now? And then just for the sake of moving to another home? Yes. But that, that's still a self betrayal because it's less than what I actually want. So I say this because if you are younger than I am, you know, I'm 43 or even older than I am, and you are living in a state a country, a place that you don't want to be. You're living in a house, an apartment, a condo that you like. Don't settle on this one because it matters. Betting on you means, okay, if I don't like something about where I live, then I'm going to figure, again, this is back to the piece of the puzzle versus the whole puzzle. Decide what the whole puzzle looks like for where you live. The state, the city, the country, the home, the home architecture, whether there are trees on the lot, all of it. Put the whole puzzle together. And if you're unhappy in your living space right now, work to create the vision of the whole puzzle and not a piece of it. Because if you only do a piece, like if you say, I live in LA, I hate it. I want to move to a smaller city. And you move to Nashville without defining what suburb of Nashville, what house style, how many bedrooms. Like you can get a piece. You can move to Nashville and then still find yourself hating it because you chose the wrong suburb. Because you didn't get a townhouse with two levels and a garage. Because you didn't get a home in a neighborhood that you actually like. Because you don't have enough acreage. Th this all sounds like first world problems, and it is. But since I'm in the first world, I'm going to speak to first world issues here. You got to be happy with the whole package and not a piece of it. So self-betrayal is saying, well, I like the house that I live in, but I hate the place that I live. Self-betrayal is, I like the city that I live in, but I hate that I have five roommates. No. Figure out what the whole puzzle of where you want to live looks like and work towards that. And don't shift from where you are right now that you don't like to where you want to be until you get the whole package, not a piece of it. Betting on you practically also looks like and lots of people are not going to want to hear this because here I go into the DMA, the daily massive action that I write about in all of my 28 books. But I'm going to say, betting on you looks like working the extra hours and not giving other people as much time in your life because your goals matter and you can hang out with those people after you've achieved the goals. Lots of people aren't going to like this. I don't give a crap about a social life. I've got an empire to build. And, and I tell this to all of my acquaintances, to my friends, to my closest friend. I don't have time. I'm sorry. Like I will make time for you. And when I make time for you, it will, there will be no work. I will not be looking at my phone. We will have complete focus time, but that is few and far between throughout the year. Cause I just don't have time. And I think a lot of people don't want to do that because they go, well, yeah, but I can't say that to my friends for five years. Well, do you want to build an empire? Just saying like, if you're okay with being where you are for the rest of your life, then have a social life and be good with where you are. But if what you want is so many levels higher than where you are, it requires blinders on, complete laser focus. And yes, that means you will not have very much time at all for the social life. Social life or your future, like you choose. And if you choose your future, you can condense 
the number of years that you have to spend in total focus mode to, you know, maybe two years, three years, five years max, if you do it right. And then you come out of those five years and now you can have a social life, but you've built what you wanted to build first. But if you zigzag and you keep, you know, sometimes your total, you know, focus mode, sometimes you're, you're having a social, if you're doing the in and out thing, you will never have either completely. You will never build an empire. You will never have a great social life consistently. So pick one and understand the ramifications of your choice and understand whether that's really choosing you. Cause honestly, if you're choosing a social life because you feel peer pressure to hang out with the group and they, they keep hounding you about, you know, not staying so focused on your goals. Well, who are you pleasing when you're succumbing to their peer pressure? Are you betting on you or are you self-betraying so you can please them? It's something worth considering. Also, betting on you in practical terms looks like, kind of connected to what I just said, not succumbing to what other people want because you feel guilty for being selfish. Listen, took me a long time to be okay with being called selfish. I'm so okay with it. I'm I'm so okay with it now in a way that I never was. Cause honestly, I am selfish. I am. I, <laughs> I was telling a friend this the other, I have an SUV. I have no babies or toddlers yet. I have an SUV with three rows. And when I travel four hours away, I put down the third row into the second row and I have all my luggage, all my workout gear, my makeup box. Like I by myself could take up the whole room of that SUV. And the other day I was saying to myself, man, I think I'm going to need a Suburban once I have babies. Cause like, where am I going to stick them? And this is an SUV, mind you, that could fit, I think three, uh, probably five to eight people. I'd say three, six, no, eight people, could fit eight people. And I'm asking myself the other day, like when I have babies, hopefully twins, where am I going to stick them exactly? Selfish. And, and I, and I own all of it. I own it. And so I think it's so important to understand that selfish is not a negative thing. Um, when you are egotistical, when you're narcissistic, well, then we're, we're in a whole other category, right? But selfish is not a bad thing because if I can take care of myself and I can meet my own needs and I can create a level of safety and security with myself that says, Cassandra, you are provided for, you are cared for, you are nurtured. I'm giving you, I'm, I'm, I am fulfilling my own needs. Then I have room to do that for other people. But if I'm walking around feeling scarcity and lack of abundance and feeling so uncared for by myself, like I don't feel like I care for me. Every time I care for somebody else, I, I feel my own betrayal of myself on a much deeper level. So yes, be selfish. Be selfish so you can be full, so that you can care for other people, which again points back to betting on you means not succumbing to what other people want because they want you to feel guilty for you being whole. Uh-uh. Your commitment, your number one commitment is to you being whole which means you taking care of yourself, which means you being selfish. And then when you're whole, you go out into the world, you give easily, you give fully, you give from a heart that's overflowing because you're actually overflowing. But you're not overflowing if you're not given to you first, period. Last point I'm going to make. I told you this was going to be a long episode. Betting on you in practical terms also looks like making sure that your best energy is spent on your biggest life priorities and not on trying to achieve 
to prove your worthiness for others. Brene Brown called this hustling for your worthiness. Listen, your best energy. Some of you are night people. So your best energy is like eight to midnight. I am a morning person. My best energy is 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Really more like four to eight, but you know, I can up to about noon. I'm pretty good. If you're using that best energy time to, to, to focus on other people, you are betraying yourself every single step, every single day, every single day. And yes, I get having kids. Yes, I get having, I, I totally get if you're in the baby stage, like do the best you can because babies require a lot of attention and they get to dictate the schedule. So let's just be clear. Okay. But there comes a point where you got to stop saying when your child's 11 that you can't make time for yourself because they're not two months old anymore. They're 11. You can put them on a schedule. You can teach them healthy boundaries by setting them yourself. Like there just comes a point where, where people use children as excuses for why they aren't choosing themselves. We're not doing that over here. The reality is, is you need to look at where, what time frame your best energy falls in and you need to decide to make sure that you are your priority during those hours and that your life goals are your priorities during those hours. And then give everybody what's left. Give everybody what's left. And here's the interesting thing about doing that. When you focus on you and your biggest life priorities during your prime time hours, you actually generate a lot more energy, a lot more fire, a lot more passion, a lot more excitement. And so then the what's left is actually so much better than doing the opposite. You actually have more energy to give to people and more energy to help because you feel so pumped about you focusing on you. It actually does the thing you think focusing on other people first does. It doesn't. It drains you. But you focusing on you first gives you life and then you go out with other people and you're a different person. So I'm going to round this out because I've been talking long enough to Beyonce's quote where she said, I don't like to gamble, but if there's one thing I'm willing to bet on, it's myself. And the only thing I'm going to say is this, just make sure every single day, every single hour, every single minute you are asking yourself on the inside is what I'm doing in this moment really, truly, practically betting on me or is what I'm doing in this moment a self-betrayal? And sometimes self-betrayal looks a lot like self-care. And sometimes self-betrayal looks a lot like being unselfish. So just really be vigilant about looking at what you're doing, assessing how what you're doing is feeling, and then saying, is this really betting on myself? Because at the end of the day, it is life by a thousand choices or death by a thousand cuts. The self-betrayal is the death by a thousand cuts. The, the betting on you is life by a thousand choices. You're on one side or the other at any given moment. The goal is to spend most of your moments on the betting on you because it compounds with interest rather than most of your moments on the self-betrayal, which also stacks and compounds with interest. Just make sure you're on the right side. You know, make sure, don't go to the dark side, be on the light side. And, and that's what I wanted to do. If you want the inspirational piece of it, go back to episode, what is it? 272, the future's uncertain. Are you betting on you? That will give you the rah-rah, shish boom you know, like get it together, talk about this. But I wanted to do the practical because I've never taught this. And also because these are distinctions that I am newly learning 
and working to apply in my own life. And I really have under, I've really lately understood that the distinction about betting on myself has a lot more to do with really looking at my moment by moment decisions and by how I structure the whole puzzle rather than by just, you know, narrowly focusing on one piece of the puzzle. That's been my biggest aha lately. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode with somebody you know really needs to hear this. They don't have to be an entrepreneur. This is geared to women entrepreneurs, but they don't have to be. Somebody probably needs to hear this. They need to start betting on themselves. They're they're doing stuff that's all kinds of in the category of self-betrayal. And you telling them to stop that is not as effective as you sharing a podcast episode and them hearing the words hit their soul and land well. And then them going, okay, I've woken up. All right, get it together. Get, Get it together. Please share this with at least one person you know needs to hear this. All right, everybody. I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.